I like the um, I like heavy metal. Strella, is that what you said? Yeah, trying to channel some, trying to channel the Barcelona vibes. It's first sunny day <laughs> in months, and uh, yeah, just uh, just dreaming while I can. Good, good. Right, okay. So, right, what are we doing this episode? We have, uh, well, Ben Barlow from Neck Deep is joining us again. We, uh, <laughs> yeah. So there's me, Matt, uh, Matt's on the other end of the call. Matt, how you doing? Good. How you doing? Yes, not too bad. It's been it's been nice and sunny today. So we've all just kind of shared stories off air of what we've been up to this afternoon. Um, I went for a walk along the canal. I think Ben, you said you did exactly the same. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> Matt, what were you up to today? Uh, walked through town. How are you enjoying the sun? Yeah, walked through town. It was sunny. Everyone was stood in the high street drinking cans, which is uh, very COVID safe. But you know. <laughs> good. Good. True yeah, Britannia, was, isn't um... it? <laughs> <laughs> Literally, Asda is literally out of beer. There is no beer. I saw a woman stuffing a a full twenty four uh, cans of Fosters into like a little bike satchel, and I was like, "You are going to have a tough time getting over that." I tell you, that is. And I was just like, "That's just Britain, just like so desperate for beer that you would just stuff it into this tiny satchel because the sun is shining for like twenty four hours or whatever." So, yeah. I feel like people are in a great mood at the moment as well. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. the announcement came earlier in the week that like in the summer hopefully things are going to be back to normal it's like 21st of june is like the magic date yeah. and then there was the announcement where like reading and leeds were like okay all systems go yeah. and now the sun's come out at the end of the week and so everyone's just kind of in a great mood and just yeah like stuffing backpacks full of beers and the shelves are all empty so. do you see that uh, do you see that video on mike's morale is high yeah first <laughs> no, one in the street yeah. uh, 21st of june first one in the room where's the bag at <laughs> yeah that was good but then but then at the same time i'm thinking you know <laughs> it almost does like i i'd love it if it was just like yeah 21st june oh you know go go for it go for it go go and kiss strangers do do your thing but i don't know i just think it's gonna like if things ain't, ain't really sorted by then and people still get to that date people are just gonna go give don't care go in the pub it's like I've got a beer garden, mate. As in, it is my garden, and I can drink beer in it and invite my mates around. Like I, I don't see like why people are booking tables in beer gardens now. It's like, are you like, does your life just revolve around the pub that much? Where it's like you book a beer garden three months in advance. Like just, there, just... there are people overly prepared. I think. That's... I know, it's and there like... will be people that life whose life does revolve around the pub. So. Yeah, I guess so. Maybe it's just not me, but maybe that's just me being uh, a yeah. being short sighted. I'm I'm not the biggest the biggest pub head. Don't get me wrong, I love a pint, <laughs> but not booking a beer garden table three months in advance. Love a pint. When um, I used to work at um, a, a top man and top shop store, um, 
when I was like 21 and I used to get the bus there and so I did lates a lot of the time and I used to get the like I get the bus about over about four o'clock in the afternoon and on the way over I'd see like these three old boys get on the bus and they'd go like three stops off the road and then they'd get off it at the pub and then I'd come back from work at like like half 10 11 o'clock and I'd see them getting on the bus from the pub going three <laughs> stops down and, and it, it was like that every single day. every time I got on the bus so like four or five days a week it would be the same three old boys getting the bus three stops up the road to the pub and from the pub. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah fair, so that's exactly I mean, what they're doing. Like 70, 70, 75 years old. Yeah, if that's if that's if that's your life after you know whatever, then yeah, they seem happy as Larry every day. Getting, so. Yeah, you probably are buzzing about the pubs reopening. I, I'm I'm just the one of them. Where I'm like, right, I just hope that you know everyone is chill enough so that we can actually play Redden and Leeds, and it's not going to come and go like get to the 21st of June and go, well, you're kind of balls did it really. Yeah, because you all jumped the gun a bit too early. Like, <sighs> I just hope that it's like, that's maybe me being selfish. I get, you know, I, I get more than the next person, like how crap it is being locked indoors all the time. But yeah, it's just one of them, isn't it? Like, it's... I don't know. I just hope people aren't too keen to get back to it, which it seems like they already kind of are. But Also, from the 21st of thing, June so. could mean fucking... It could mean like yeah. three months after the twenty first of June. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So from the twenty first of June, twenty two. It could be <laughs> anything. Yeah, it really could be anything. So yeah. who knows? But it's all looking a bit. It's all looking more positive, which is good. And you know, if it is, if if like, mate, I, I will be buzzing if it if it gets to the twenty first and. I'll be eating my words. I'll be like, damn, I should have booked a table. <laughs> yeah, you should. Have... <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah. Whatever it is, or it is things that things are looking up. Sun's out, beers are out. Feels good. Yeah. Well, fingers crossed. I think um, one thing I was actually gonna I made a note to ask you beforehand was just because um, yesterday I saw I think it was yesterday I saw the announcements from well, from both of you actually on Instagram of the the t shirt that you just put together for the uh, the crew. Yeah. Uh, well, talk, talk to me about that because yeah, that's I mean, a fucking great idea. Yeah, I mean, it's just you know, crew crew work their asses off. Palsy Palsy knows this first and like genuinely, the crew do more work than anyone when it comes to touring. And you know, without the security of like say working at a label where you've probably or working within the industry in other ways where you probably have got some sort of subsidised income from somewhere or you've got some security touring thoroughly like you need to be on tour to be earning money and yeah so like, obviously that's it, been ripped away it's and, kind of sort of the same for yeah. you though as well like in you know especially the decline in the music industry in terms of like actual music sales like gigs means cash that's what it is at the end of the yeah. day gigs means income because well, there's a there's a there's a good saying uh, sorry but this is this is a good good way of thinking about it is so back in the day in the you know in the in the glory days of physical record sales and all that um it was that you would tour to support a record and now these days you put a record out to support a tour essentially um and without that you know like we've released a record in lockdown and with no tour to then go and uh, to then go to go and do and it is it is a bummer and it, it's not only a bummer because you can't tour but it's a bummer because your your livelihoods and your personal sort of finances are, are up in the air with it and nothing will make people act weirder than money or get more stressed out than money it just is one of those things and 
you know, like I said, crew are the hardest workers. Like we couldn't do a tour if without without Palsy. We couldn't do a tour without merch and, and production managers and sound guys and guitar techs and they're some of our best mates. Like genuinely, like I think that's something that we as a band personally, I'm sure Palsy you probably attest to yeah, this. It's like, it pretty does feel tribal, like isn't a, it? A, yeah it is it feels like a, it is like a little family when we're on the road and we do try and like a lot of bands will uh do sort of like separate buses and stuff with their crew and maybe distance themselves a bit and the one time that we did that as a means of like maybe saving a bit of money because we were touring a bit bigger so we sort of looked at our travel arrangements so it was dead weird and it ended up that the crew bus ended up being like the hangout bus. spot yeah. and the band bus ended up kind of being like a lot quieter and because yeah we like hanging out with the crew like, there's, there's one thing so. i do in terms of when i say it's tribal there's one thing i do that i i'm an absolute arsehole for doing it but i can't help but do it so say like we've written a festival or whatever usually the, the the players you know people sometimes want to come and hang out with everybody and like see everybody on you know come on the bus or whatever and if somebody comes on the bus that none of us know or i don't know i'm like i'm so i'm so bad i just like scan them for the first 10 minutes and just look at them and i'm like are you are you are you here to like harm my family are you good are you like are you are you eligible to be on here <laughs> not never mind like so an id like check are you old looking enough looking it's like are you here to fuck shit up or are you here to because you yeah. sound most of the hey, time obviously yeah. they're it's sound. like a dad looking at like a, his daughter bringing home a lad for the first time yeah like, who are you I have what no, I have no actual reason or grounds to be that protective. I'm just, I'm just a prick. <laughs> That's the way it goes. It's tribal, isn't it? Yeah, it's tribal. Tribal. But we love, we love our boys, and it's one of them. It's sad for us to know, like you know, we were all geared for a massive year of loads of touring, and and you know, hopefully everyone, you know, it, it, you want to see your mates succeed, and we we were looking forward to us all having a nice prosperous year, and it's been the total opposite of that. So, the very least we can do is, you know, um. Do it, do a, a crew shirt because just it, it goes such a long way uh, to helping people because yeah livelihoods have been stripped away from people so and and again the the crew are probably you know to the to the forward facing uh, forward facing are probably not the people that you think about straight away but in reality crew are the ones that work the hardest and have the most to do with with tours and stuff so um, yeah at least we could do so if anyone listening uh is interested in helping out some of the neck deep crew boys um then yeah uh go to neck deep socials and uh, you will find link i'm not sure how long it's up for palsy <laughs> i think by the time this episode for? out i think the t-shirt will be down because it's only running till monday but i guess we could see about extending <laughs> it we'll extend it till thursday or friday for the sake of this <laughs> for the sake of this podcast yeah. why not <laughs> Yeah, but uh, I will, t- I will yeah. try and turn this podcast on as quick as possible to get out. Now to be <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's all good. It's all good. But yeah, love to all of our net deep crew, which includes Mr. Powell's himself. So right, shall cool. we talk about nice football? Idea. Yes. Yeah. So in terms of this episode, right? So the basis of this one is um, we have guests on each week, right? That's kind of the, the 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 framework of this show is to have a guest on and to talk football with a, a guest from the world of music. Um, this one is going to be slightly different in terms of there there have been there's been uh, we had a really good reaction to the brown episode last week which is great um and he sort of mentioned at the end like oh it's a really nice episode, uh, really good podcast to be on i'd love to come back there are people that will come back every now and again and we're just going to sort of do a kind of we'll delve we'll into together, topical like, ideas won't we yeah yeah they'll be a bit more topical than just these or pick we we might put together an 11 between like the three of us or we might rattle through some kind of list of questions or some what ifs and stuff like that and so this one 
is just going to be a wrap because um the way things have worked recently there's the idea floating around that the euros might be hosted solely in england which you know fingers crossed because it would mean travel arrangements are a whole lot easier we're going to focus on the england squad for the euros in this episode so for future episodes if anyone wants to get in touch and send in topic of topics of discussion questions points to argue like by all means just you know go for it we've got we've we've had a few suggestions from people already which has been great and just get in touch on the either twitter or instagram um so yeah that's where we're going to start today um well with with the england squad how how do you want to run through this matt how do you want well, to go for it we've we've gone we've gone i've got one to 23 in front of me and i've written down okay all the players that i believe would be considered uh ben are you muted I am muted, but it's because oh, I'm oh. vaping. Oh, oh I see, I see, I see. That <laughs> makes it far easier for me. The amount of vape rips I had to edit out of the last yeah. podcast oh, you were on. You'll still have all the vapes on the edit, for sure. I don't know if I can mute while I'm recording on this, but <laughs> um, I'll try and do it where you guys are talking, so it should just be very blatant on the track. It should just be like a huge spike of, uh, of audio. So, yeah, I'm, I'm vaping. Right. If I'm muted, if it seems like I'm muted... I'm 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 engaged. I'm just either <laughs> cracking open a can or I'm I'm slipping on my vape. So, so we, we've got I mean, the we've got we've got in front of us pretty much all the players we think are well in contention. We've got a list of players that are outside shouts that have been playing well in the Premier League this year that have been doing well that maybe have been called up once or twice into the Eng- into the England squad or maybe can't get called up or maybe they just never will get called up. Um, but they are, we believe, good enough. So we'll explore that and we'll try and pick 1 to 23. We'll collectively come to a, an agreement of 1 to 23. We're not going to pick three sides of three squads of 23. but So we'll Monday night football it a bit and pick 1 to 23. And then, yeah, we'll just sort of explore that. And when the England squad does get announced, we'll match up how wrong we were. Um but yeah, we're gonna we're gonna start with that. So should we start? Cool. Let's start. Let's start at number one. Let's start with the keepers. Like one, two, and three. Yeah. One, two, and three are always the keepers. They always take three keepers. So let's start with one. And I say let's start with one. Let's start with who is the England number one keeper? That's that's the, going to be the discussion because I feel like the three spots for England keeper are kind of nailed down. Yeah, there's yeah. Nick Pope, Jordan Pickford, yeah. Dean Henderson. That's what it. That's how it yeah. goes for me. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think anyone can really have any questions about those three because after that you kind of get into I think like maybe Alex McCarthy but he's been beaten nine times and twice in the last 12 months so Ramsgate I don't as well for, uh, Ramsgate's not Ramsdale yeah, yeah but oh, Ramsdale, Ramsgate, yeah, yeah. Ramsdale sorry yeah. he's very he's a bit hot and cold he's this bottom many of the league years, though isn't it? I, I feel like you're gonna you know yeah. he's probably he's probably definitely good enough to be an England keeper but in terms of I think he's good enough to be in the Prem I think if they go down I think he'll I think he might get a move somewhere but yeah, yeah maybe not quite yet how old is he do you know i think he's, he's about he's 21 maybe bit... 22 maybe so he's got time especially yeah. for a keeper he's got a bit of time yeah now. definitely so let's let's number one who who is england number one <sighs> well okay for for me personally i i say jordan pickford okay. purely because i know his his record for Everton is that he has this kind of it's quite spotted in terms of he has these ricks and he is beaten quite easily at times but I've never seen him be being beaten easily in England shirt, and he yeah. seems to be the trusted one by 
Gareth Southgate. Nick Pope, I don't think the system that he plays at Burnley, he's not able to play out from the back as well yeah. as Jordan Pickford. Jordan Pickford, Pickford, Pickford. Do you remember that? Do you remember that goal England scored against Spain in the, in the Nations League where Pickford sent it to That's Sterling? That's the game that I keep going back yeah. to. Yeah, <laughs> that that big pass. But this is the other thing with Pickford is for everything like especially in the World Cup that that save against Colombia just before Colombia scored. What an incredible save and penalty saves as well. Incredible. Mm. But do yeah. his in, do his avoidable errors cost him number one spot? Because he seems to make phenomenal saves and then make absolutely comical errors. Yeah. Well, I don't know, because like, I, 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 I personally would have said Pickford as well, but for, for reasons that you've just said, Liam, like, for England, he seems to step it up. He seems to be one of those where he puts an England shirt on and he, and he, and he sort of has just got a bit more determination, a bit more sort of focus um, about him. And I think Nick Pope, although he's having a blinding season, um, I just don't think he's as established. I just don't think he necessarily maybe has the experience of playing for England because playing for England isn't just like, oh, you're going to play football for another team. It comes with a whole raft of pressure. It comes with a whole different, it's a, you know, different players and all that sort of thing. And whether, you know, Jordan Pickford's, like the last World Cup, he, Pickford was amazing. He was. I really thought. We like, can't deny that. that. that Pickford was great in the last World Cup and it makes me think like, yeah, going forward, just for um, his performances in an England shirt, not not necessarily in an Everton shirt. Even though for Everton, he, he has he has had some blinding moments. People can say he's got little arms and all that, but he's he's a good keeper, man. I I, yeah. I do rate Pickford, and as well, he's got a good attitude about him. I think he's maybe got a bit more um, a bit more tenacity about him than. Uh, than uh, than than Pope uh, to the point where he'll he'll take out uh, his biggest rival's best <laughs> player and send him out for the well, entire season. Uh, so that, that's you know, if you're willing to commit to that, <laughs> to that, then it's uh, something, isn't it? That's decided. So we we're, we're not getting away from it. Number one, Pickford. Number two, Nick Pope. Number three, Dean Henderson. And Pickford is solidified as number one. Sort yeah, of a fairly easy one. choices. I want to go. Nick, I think I want to go Nick Pope, but that's because. Okay, well, if you can state, if you can like present like a, a decent enough case, I, th- I, could, I could have, I could be swayed. I think, but I think I, it's almost like I, I, I sort of don't want to in the sense of, I think the reasons for Pickford are also strong enough that in an England shirt, you can't, you know, like Ben said, you can't deny that he has played well and has had some brilliant moments. His distribution's awesome, probably a lot better than Nick Pope. The only reason I want to go for Nick Pope is because you think he's been playing better than Pickford has this year. But again, I think two v one is fine, and I'm happy to go with Pickford. So yeah, yeah. Everton There's going to be a great a few... position in the league too. Like, and I think that yeah. probably does. I'm not saying that's solely down to Pickford. Obviously, they've been very good going forward too, and they've got good attacking players. But um, I do think Pickford has probably had something to say about it. I do think he's probably, you know, he's probably made a, f- a fair few good saves that have, have saved him a point or two. So um, you know. Uh, but that being said, as well, Burnley are playing really well for for um what is traditionally Eve only you know um i i do think though that uh pickford will have a bit of a fire under his ass because he'll know that pope is 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 vying for his spot so and, and again that might be another thing that factors into pickford playing really well and getting that is that he, he maybe steps up knowing that he's got pope nipping at his heels and dean henderson um, coming through at united and Wants Henderson as well openly saying well, he wants uh, the England number one spot that's what he said in his interview well, when he broke into United Hendo, 
Yeah, exactly. On Hendo, though, the only reason I think Hendo won't get it, I think it's pretty safe to say Hendo's not going to get it over those two. But the only reason I would say he hasn't is that he won't get it is just because he hasn't had the game time, yeah. which um, is obviously, you know, among United fans and stuff like that is a, is a bit of an area of debate right now. Like, is the time now to sell De Gea and, and, and usher in the era of... Uh, of Henderson, which is how how much of a debate is that among United fans? Like I I don't really I mean I personally don't know. I don't think De Gea is anywhere near the player that he used to be. And I don't think he has been since two thousand and eighteen. I agree. I almost feel like that fax machine actually yeah. did them a dirty in terms mm-hmm. of not. That's, getting oh, rid that's of him. the th- yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? That mm-hmm. was that um he it didn't was, move to Madrid to because the fax and, machine was and the fax came <laughs> through like a minute late or something but saying like that, that if they had have lost him then I don't think Henderson would have come up and taken the jersey so they'd have bought a new long term keeper Hendo and was wasn't stunting. ready then no, no he was I, I don't think he was even old enough was he um, no I don't even think he was at Sheffield then I no he, was he wasn't he, right was no, he was nowhere um, yeah so um, it, it is a bit of an area of debate yeah um, I think what I think with United fans, De Gea garners so much sort of respect and nostalgia. I think he's the last remaining player from the Fergie era. I think he's one of the last Fergie signings that we've still got. Oh, wow. um, I'm trying to think who else might be in that. Phil Jones. Phil Jones but... is still around. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, he's still is, around. He, is he really? He's around the canteen yeah. and that's it, isn't it? So <laughs> Yeah, literally. Yeah. Um, so I think it's that. I think it's nostalgia. And I think because he has been such a servant to the club, um, because even after, you know, the fax machine and all that, I'm pretty sure Madrid have been nipping at the heels for a long time and still wanting him. And he's always signed extensions and he, and, you know, he has been loyal to the club and he, and he, and he is, I think that's what holds a lot of United fans hold on to, but I do think it's now getting to a point where, like you said, are his best days behind him. There's no doubt on his day, he is an amazing keeper, but, Oh God, he has made some absolute howlers over the last couple of years. Yeah, um, there was um, I, the game oh. against Portugal in the World Cup in 2018. I had to I rewatched the full 90 minutes like three weeks ago, I think it was. And um, there's watching that he he just doesn't play like a world class keeper. And if mm-hmm. you, I kind of went back and looked at some of the kind of statistics around that time and then tracked them forward, and he's not been as good because he won United's player of the season like three seasons in a row from like 2015 to 2017 I think it was and then then the Madrid move came about then you've got the whole fax machine machine situation and it's just not really been the same since he's not been in that top bracket of keepers since and there's only so long you can do you can go there's only so long you can perform that poorly until like you're just not going to get it back again Uh, right, so let's move on to centre-backs. And how many places are we going to dedicate to centre-backs? Are we going to... I think four and five, we need to debate the best pairing. And then do we dedicate six, seven... Do we choose four centre-backs or do we choose five? I have four. I have four. Okay, so, so let's go four. I have... Because so, I've, I've plotted out my 23 okay, cool. already. All right. And I'm I've sort of got mine in my head, but we'll, you know, we'll shift as it comes um, in terms of debate sake. So let's let's dedicate four and five to the best centre-back pairing and let's dedicate six and seven to the best backup pairing or worthy of being in the squad. Okay, so cool. I will make a line of that and then we'll move on from there. Okay, so four and five, best centre-back pairing. I'm going to go out there and say that without doubt, considering he's not been near the England squad in the last year and a half, two years, John Stones has to play for me. I have him as well. Yeah. 
So one one quick point of contention is we've got you've got centre back pairing. I've actually gone for three. Right. Because <laughs> he's been for playing a, back a three, three with a spare. Yeah. Purely because I think we play I know Southgate goes I don't know about either we're pretending we're Gareth Southgate or we're, we're taking it on as See, we are as a three our own England managers right <laughs> so I, I agree I with think the you've three you've got to take into consideration Southgate though because that that yeah. is something then I think that will affect the picks though I think a relevant think point Southgate... though is that the tens are going to affect this conversation I think the amount of yeah. tens England have and the glut of talent that we've got coming through especially how well they're playing in the Prem this year I think the tens will affect the three at the back to go back to a two at the back because I think I don't okay. think Trent can play win back very well and I don't think other he's than, not quick enough I don't think Trent I, I he's, don't, he's I, got all the passing ability we, we'll debate we'll come back well, to that I don't think he's got the pace we'll come back to that pace, but, but we'll what see. what should we do should we do should we do pairing then or should we do a three with the back we go, we'll go pairing that's fine okay. um, we can go for a pairing I just had I I I really enjoyed the way that England played in the 2018 World Cup I agree. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what I, I based agree. it off of but we can go for pairing because, yeah, like I say, I picked four, so we could have a, a four and a five and then a spare two. Um, so I went with Stones Maguire. Stones Maguire, okay, cool. I, yeah, but I, I, I personally had, uh, I had Maguire in, uh, this is, this is taken into account if he's fit. I know that this maybe throws off the conversation, but mine was Joe Gomez. Just because having watched Harry Maguire, um, Harry Maguire is a, an amazing defender when he is the one who's allowed to sit sit back yeah. and dictate. If he has to press or if he hasn't got someone with him who can press someone a bit quicker, um, he is dead in the water. He he, he just gets... He's, he's too slow. He needs to be the stopper, um, not the presser. And So I think even though um, Stones has, has got a bit more pace than Maguire. I just think Gomez has got that bit more pace and a bit more, a uh, bit more. Um, so he's a bit more agile and a bit more manoeuvrable. I guess um, if he'd have played so this year and logic. not been injured, I think I could yeah, agree with. I think I'd agree with agree with that as a starting. But I think I'd I have to. I wouldn't agree. be against um, Stones. And Maguire Stones is, is had a great season. Stones and Maguire. Well, Stones has had a great season. And, I, and but this is the thing as well with Maguire, like. Again, he's a bit sort of Pickfordy. I think when it comes to England, he he steps it up again. Like he seems to sort of focus more for England. It seems like. I mean, then again, everyone gives Maguire jip for United, and I, and I really don't mind him. I don't think he's the issue. I think it's Lindelof. But um, yeah, I I do think Maguire, and I think Maguire has a mentality that maybe others don't have. I think Maguire is a leader, and he does. You you can hear him. You know, since we've had no crowds, you hear Maguire a lot, man. Like he is, he is, he's on it, and and he does have that kind of captain uh, trait to him. Mm. Not saying, I mean, are we going to talk about that? Who who captains? Because I think Henderson there, gets a, it all day. But this yeah. this is the other interesting thing. So let's choose our two backups. So we've solidly gone with John Stones number four, Harry Maguire number five, the best centre back pairing. Let's so number six and number seven, right? So in terms of the players available. Keane, Michael Keane, James Starkowski, Lewis Dunk, Connor Cody, Tyrone Mings. Tyrone Mings has been playing in the majority of the last England call-ups. Um, Henderson, interest, interestingly, obviously been playing centre-back for Liverpool. And James Milner famously saying, if you play that well there, you're going to fucking have to stay there. Um, do you see Henderson being a centre-back pick to free up a space in the midfield for the amount of tens that there are? 
No. I I have him as a sort of a maneuverable okay. player that I've got I've got Henderson obviously in the squad. He was probably I think he was probably gonna be my captain. As my backup centre backs, I had, well I actually had I had a Connor Cody in because I had a back three. Okay. Then I had Michael Keane and then as the kind of replacement the slot in if there's an injury or you know for the the third the third game of the group when we're already qualified um and then i've got jordan henderson as my kind of would be part of my midfield but could step back if need be okay because he's played out of this i I think he's stepped into the liverpool back four impressively in the absence of of like virgil van dyke i agree uh, Joe Gomez. That's the thing. I think he's only playing there out of necessity at this point. Yeah. When you've got an England pool of players where you have an abundance of of good defenders, you don't need to put him in defence. You can you can have him as a deep lying playmaker. Like yeah, yeah I so think I that have, suits him better. Yeah, I have Henderson in there as like a like I say like a midfield def- uh, a midfielder, but could go back into defence. So that's yeah. My picks were yeah Cody and Michael Keane. So yeah, my I think my. Sorry. No, go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say my backup might be uh, Cody and Mings. I quite like Tyrone Mings. I think um, he's quite tenacious. I think um, quite intelligent. He's tall, quite quick. Um, and yeah, and I actually watched, uh, <laughs> and maybe this is more where it comes from, but I do like Mings. And not, not, I haven't re- really seen too much of Cody, to be fair. And I'm, I know Wolves aren't necessarily having as good a season as they usually do. Uh, they're still doing well, but um, uh, Co- uh, Cody and Mings are quite good mates. I think they. Have, I've seen a few YouTube interviews with them and, and that sort of thing, and and they seem to have a good um, a good relationship with each other, which which will will impact. I think that does say a lot, you know. And I think those two kind of players could play well together again. It's that sort of I think more holding and one that sort of presses more. And I think Mings might be the one that presses a bit more. And, I think on the basis of um, Villa having a good season. I want to, I want to go with Mings, um, yeah. And then I kind of agree on Connor Cody, but I can't. In, if if you're putting yourself in Southgate shoes, for some reason, I just think he's going to pick Michael Keane. Um, yeah. So he's you're, a bit taller as yeah. well. I think Michael Keane's stature, and, stature and, is maybe a bit better in the air. And with Ancelotti and two full se- almost two full seasons with Ancelotti, I think, I think he's going to pick Michael Keane. But that's just that's just a guess. So yours, Liam, were what were yours again? So I went for Connor Cody and Michael Keane, okay. sort of the, the kind of backup centre back. And then you went Cody and Mings, and I, I've gone yeah. Cody and Keane. So should we go Cody and Keane? Yeah, I think that's probably the more realistic. I'd like to see Mings in there, but I think I think he probably will go for. Uh, wait, what did you say you went? Did you say you went Mings and Keane, pals? No, I said uh, I said Michael Keane and uh, Connor Cody. Even Connor though Cody. even though I would like to see Mings get in, I think. I think because Cody's quite good on the ball, I think he might pick Connor Cody. Um, yeah. But yeah, okay. Yeah, fair. Cool. All right. So that's yeah, Co- Cody and Keane. Then yeah. So that's I, four centre backs of John Stones, Harry Maguire, Connor Cody, Michael Keane. And then are yeah. we going to dedicate? How many fullbacks are we going to dedicate? Four. Two. Uh, yeah. Two for each yeah. side. So two right two backs, two left backs. Okay. So, from a choice of, we've got choices of obviously Trent. Uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold Reese James Biako Saka Ben Chilwell Luke Shaw Kyle Walker Am I missing anyone? Aaron um, Wan-Bissaka Did you say Wan-Bissaka? Aaron Wan-Bissaka but I think he, I yeah. think we can class him as an outside shout he's never played a game for England but this is the interesting factor Is this is something that I think is a, is a key topic is he's openly heralded by a lot of people as the best one-on-one defender in the Premier League 
like just he's great. He's a he's a fantastic tackler of the ball, but he cannot cross. <laughs> You're right. I he, think that's hey, the problem. He's, he's had a few good assists this season. I don't think he crosses enough, <laughs> and I don't think he crosses with enough tenacity. But he 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 can if he's got time. He he can put a ball in. He, he he's come up with a couple of good assists this season, but um, and he and he has been getting forward a lot better in the last sort of uh, last few months. Like um, can't remember who it was. We, I think he scored the first goal against uh, in that nine nil against Southampton, and it was a good goal, really <laughs> right. good finish. And, and he, he had he a good finish against post. Newcastle as well. Um, and against Newcastle. But um, let's but, let's um, nail down eight yeah. and nine. First starting right back, starting left back, eight and nine. There's Trent. Trent, it? it's got Trent to, has yeah. to be the starting Trent right back. Trent has to be the starting yeah. right back. There's very, there's very little um, de- debate in terms of that. He's he's the, one of the best right backs in world football. Yeah, <laughs> so I think one of the best. In right terms of, I think, may, I think maybe the, yeah. the the best at this. Well, maybe not right yeah. now. Current form is a little. Oh, he's had a stinking few months, hasn't he? I yeah, think, but. he's a, he's had a few stinkers, but I think the faith in him. No, and again. You always forget. It's, just, it's similar with Rashford. He's 22. And he's 22. Yeah. yeah, he's still so young. Um, but he does. He walks into that team. And, and and that's another thing with Trent as well. He can always be a bit of a utility player too. Um, I don't think he's going to get into the centre mid spot ahead of people, you know. Uh, it would help. Ahead it would of, help. It, it would help out. But I think he, he is going to be first choice right back. Because, you know, if you can have him at right back and then still have... Um, the sort of I don't want to I don't want to get into centre mids now, but still have the centre mid options that you've got. Um, then you put him at right back and you tell him to get in the mix and you tell him to be you know linking up with your midfielders and and and, and doing what you can to get balls forward as well. So yeah, I think it's I think start nailed on. It's without a doubt. I nailed think for on me, yeah, nailed on. All right, yeah. so starting left back. Now this is interesting because Saka started out sort of left back, left wing back, and playing really well super talented played enough games that he can't change his allegiance from I think he was eligible for Nigeria maybe but he's chosen England um, Ben Chilwell been in and out of the Chelsea side Luke Shaw who this year complete resurgence looks solid and am I forgetting anybody At last Aaron back. Cresswell is an outside shout so is Luke Ayling that's it I personally think Luke Shaw gets in at left back, and maybe that's me biased as a biased as a United fan. But honestly, Luke Shaw has shown so much maturity this year. I think uh, if you look at United's passages of play, and this is maybe due to United having a weakened right hand side, um, or, or or a lack of a of, a potent right winger, um, so a lot of our attacks go down the left in general, but the first person who gets that ball on that left-hand side is always Luke Shaw. It's always Luke Shaw, and he's either looking inside or he's looking for a ball up top or he's he's looking to make runs in behind the defence, little one-twos with, with Rashford and you know whoever's on that left-hand side. Um, and defensively, he is quality. Like, I wouldn't say he has the attacking um, sting of, like... Um, like a Robertson or someone like that, but he is good at getting forward. But defensively, he's he's he is solid. Yeah, that like, that cut game against Liverpool. Playing on the left side, he had Salah he was, in his was, pocket. Yeah, he couldn't get past him. Yeah, yeah, he did. I agree. He, he, when he's focused and when he's on it, he is he is a really good reader of the game and he's a good tackler and he's he's very physical. And I think even to the point where any house for United played on the left side of a three before and done really well. Um, his height maybe takes him out of that question a little bit, but 
he is a very physical player and I think a very intelligent and mature player. He's not just looking to bomb it up to players. And, you know, there's that clear distinction between him and Tellez at United. Tellez is very much a, an, a he's more of a left wing back. Um, whereas Luke Shaw is a, a left back. He is solid. And, yeah. I, and honestly, I don't, you know, Chilwell, Chilwell is, is obviously very good. Um, but I just don't think he's got quite the maturity and the experience and the, sort of level-headedness that Luke Shaw has. Um, I think it says a lot that Tuchel's come into Chelsea and instantly started Marcus Alonso in most of the games. Not that I I discredit Ban Chilwell as a a good left-back. I think he is a very good left-back. But I think that that's the case. Liam, what's your your choice? I... So I have Ben Chilwell as my starting left-back. But in terms of kind of I've gone for like if I'm if I'm Gareth Southgate like the plane does not leave the ground without Bukayo Saka same um I think he's I've ha- second I've listed him as a midfield here because that's what I kind of went off um what was listed on the the betting odds um on where these players were sort of li- in what position they were listed in so he's listed as a midfield on my squad but he's obviously started off as a left wing back he has been the outstanding performer for Arsenal for the last yeah. th- three months, probably. I agree. And in the game, he basically single-handedly dragged them through that game the other night against Benfica, mm. away in Greece. It's supposed to be a home game, but it's away in Greece anyway. Um, so he would probably be... I mean, I'd start Bukayo Saka um, on that left-hand side, whether it's as, like I say, I went for a, a three sort of with two wing-backs, so I would have started Bukayo Saka there either... He's either on the left as a as a left wing back, or he's on the left as my kind of left choice of like left of winger. Okay. Um, yeah, I see him more as a winger personally, yeah. but but he can play there, so it's definitely. I think I think he maybe gets there ahead of Chilwell for see, me personally. I I agree. So are we go in. So left hand side. What are we saying? Are we saying Luke Shaw or Saka? I think uh, I think Southgate's <laughs> more likely to pick Luke Shaw only as well because maybe he pairs up with Maguire. Well, I think an interesting point that sort is of relationship a little bit, yeah. and he's more defensive. An interesting factor is if he picks Trent, Luke Shaw, Saka, and Walker. I think within that system, he's got a left wing back, a right wing back, and a right back and a left back. Kyle Walker for me. Kyle Walker, I think I think he picks Kyle Walker for the simple fact of his speed, his ability to play as a third centre-back, and his ability to play at right-back. I don't have Kyle Walker anywhere near this squad. Okay. I wow. think he's... Um, I think he's kind of played his last... Well, I, I think he's played his last few games for England now. I don't think he's picked for another major tournament. Um, I think he's playing his best, though, now. I think this is probably the best spell... I mean, or one of the you best say spells that, we've seen. Cancelo has absolutely kept I was about out to say, the team. Cancelo has been Yeah, he's been a fucking revelation this year. I did I had no idea that this year was going to be the season of Cancelo and Gundongan or Gundoyan. Like yeah. they've been two outstanding performers for City this year. And I don't think that Walker's done enough to make this I mean he's not he's not made my twenty three here. Interesting. Um I think before right, Cancelo anyway. is getting in there, though he was he was looking solid. Like I, again, I see him as quite a solid option. I see him as a player with a bit with a bit of experience. But yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe maybe the lack of yeah. recent game time maybe puts him out of it a bit. But then at the same time, then again, it comes back to the Wambasaka question of like, all right, well, if Kyle Walker then is is maybe not near this team, is is Wambasaka your your backup right back? If yeah, right, you know, it's, it's just um. Them. 
I think because the way that um, it depends on where you weight the squad as well, whether you put more play, like how many players you pick for the defense, how many you pick for the midfield, you just run out of options. Like I ran out. There's there's three players that don't make my twenty three, which I wanted to squeeze into my twenty three, but you, I can't swap them for anyone. We'll get to there's that. There's just no, I think. I think what we're getting, well, as we're sort of going through this, we're finding that there's actually quite a lot of strength in depth, there is which I didn't realise we had. The outside, the, the <laughs> list of outside shouts I've got is, it's 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 yeah. It's sizable. Well, mate, just in just in the youth strength alone, maybe players who deserve to be given that international experience and given that exposure is quite a big list as well. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. what what do you do about that? Who who, who sort of knows there? But, right. Um, so decision time. It's tough. Number though, nine, tough. starting left back. Liam, so you... yeah, so I, I had I had Ben Chilwell. Okay, uh, you Ben, you had Luke Shaw. So Matt, Luke you're, Shaw, the, yeah. you're the casting vote here, I think. So I, we'll go with I, I, whichever the majority goes for. I think he's going to pick Luke Shaw, so I would okay. go with Luke Shaw. But I also think that I also think he's going to utilize Saka as a left back. So I think interesting. Okay. I think. I think the, the, the 10 and 11 spots of backup right back slash right wing back, backup left back slash left wing back, I think Saka will make that left back, left wing back spot. So are we all settled that Saka's definitely in the squad? I think he gets oh, I mean, in. Yeah. 100%. He's been standout yeah. for okay. Arsenal, hasn't he? If you, if you play him week in, week out, and you're making a difference, you get into your national team, yeah. don't you? So. Okay, so that leaves us with the backup right back um, slash wing back. Reese James. Kyle Walker. Yeah, that's who I had. You had Reese James. Yeah, I had Reese James. I think he's good enough to play on the right hand side. But I think also, I'm instantly like, settled on Reese James as well. Yeah. Uh, James, what are the other uh, options? Who else we got? Kieran Trippier, Wambasaka. So one thing that does need to be noted is if Kieran Trippier wins La Liga with Atletico this year, how does he not make the squad? Because he got a ten week ban. He got done for because he got done for gambling, didn't he? So. <laughs> Yeah, but it's only a ten-game ban. Well, but is it is it, is it, it? Is it a ten-game ban that in that ten games, all the players have stepped up and shown? Oh, but it all have run out soon. Surely the ten-game ban will be so. I don't think it was a ten. What, it's it been be about a... four weeks, four weeks and that. I think it, it was like last month or maybe about okay. six weeks ago. So yeah, it probably is. Maybe up that soon. does screw his chances up then. But but, if, but if this he's is the right back for Atletico. Well. <laughs> like Southgate is a is a bit of a disciplinarian. Yes. Right. Um, and I think, um, yeah, that might, maybe that factors in. Um, I mean, I may be saying that as a bit biased again as a United fan due to the the Mason Greenwood thing. I'm not defending Greenwood because he's obviously been a tit and had girls in his room or whatever. But um, <laughs> I do think I do think I don't see like, any problem. We've all that. been nineteen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We've all been nineteen, and as well, I do. I, I think um, Foden got a bit more preferential treatment over Greenwood on that one, and there was some rumblings at the time about um, United had said Southgate like don't we, like we don't necessarily want Mason getting called up to England now because we want him to focus on thingy and we'll look after him. Well, they, and we'll guide they've just him called him sure up to the twenty-one. Mistakes like this. England twenty-one. Yeah, I think they're. I think they're well, prioritising calling think... him to the twenty-ones. I'm not sure it is. I think they're giving him because he is under twenty-one. I think they're putting him in the twenty-ones so he plays until he is twenty-one, twenty-two with the twenty-ones. And at that point, any person that is sort of at their peak on the way out of the England squad is gonna gets the games. Gets the games, yeah. and then Greenwood comes in to replace them. Alternatively, if Greenwood has an absolute stonking rest of the year with United and cannot be, you know, he can't be 
he can't not make the squad, then that's another conversation entirely. But yeah, but, we'll get we'll get to that because he think, is at the I top of the South, list. Yeah. yeah. But I think Southgate is a bit of a disciplinarian. Yeah. I think me and Palsy were talking about this the other day and saying Southgate's a bit like your grumpy uncle who everyone likes when he smiles, <laughs> but it's like, oh my God, he smiled. Ah, oh my God, he's he's happy. He's doing well. Look at him in his waistcoat and his, his little suit. Oh, he's cute, isn't he? You know, he's having a good time. Whereas I think he's quite stern maybe, which is not a bad thing, but I think um, does probably affect some of his decisions. I think discipline is important and... I just think there's maybe the potential that he sees the Trippier thing and goes, maybe not, but could be could be totally wrong. I think Trippier's at least got the experience, and Trippier is a good set piece specialist. So that again, I know Trent is a set uh, set piece specialist, and there's there's plenty of other players. You know, James Ward Prowse is another is another great set piece player, but I don't think he gets in, in straight into the starting eleven. We're anyway, about but, to get um, to that. We're about to get to that. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. We'll, we'll we'll get to that. So let Trippier. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I don't think Trippier makes it, but that's just my opinion. So, how many places are we dedicating to centre midfield? And I think within centre midfield, we sort of have to accommodate the tens, you know, the playmakers. So, Liam. Do you want to know how many I've got? (laughs) Yeah. I've got six. If we're going to do that, six midfielders. Okay, so that's 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. Okay, just mark yeah. it off. One, two, three, four, five, yeah. six. That's actually seven. It's 12 to 17. Cool. Okay. Yeah. So because I've incorporated, obviously, I've got the, the two kind of central midfielders and then I've got three tens in there and then a spare. Okay. So my central, the central midfield partnership I've gone for is uh, Rice and Henderson. Yeah. Um, and then I've also picked... Um, Phillips, Calvin Phillips of Leeds as my kind of my spare, yeah, my, my sub in or sub out. I like that. Um, yeah, that is I, interesting. I, think... I, I I have not thought about about Calvin Phillips to be honest, but he's a kind of the, yeah, he's kind of that like metronomic presence in the middle of Leeds midfield that just makes yeah. everything tick. He's a quarterback, and yeah, yeah, good, yeah I was going to say he's good on the ball, yeah. good good passing, good passing range, and and, and can calm, pick out a ball, very sure. calm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Reads maybe something that so maybe well. right, maybe he does a bit better than Declan Rice. Maybe there's um, that's that's I think that's where either either Phillips comes on for Henderson where Henderson like on about seventy minutes, or you you swap Phillips and Rice around and you kind of you you chop and change as and when you need to. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's kind of the base of my midfield. There is that kind of double pivot thing between Rice and Henderson or Phillips and Henderson. Um, that would be okay. my picks there. Has anyone else got anything different? I. I personally, I Rice and Henderson, I think you almost can't deny it in terms of Henderson is Jordan Henderson. For me, people that say he's not world-class are delusional. He is world-class. He's proven he's world-class. That's that. He's the captain. He's England captain. That's that. Henderson has to go in it. For me, West Ham playing well, Declan Rice, I think he gets picked every day. I think he's a Southgate. He's he's, he's this Mason Mount mould. He's a bit of a Southgate favourite, so I think he gets picked. I like Calvin Phillips, and I think I agree. I really, really want Ward Prowse to get called up, but I think at the spe- in at the expense of the tens, I think Ward Prowse doesn't make it. So I think Rice, Henderson, and Phillips is pretty much spot on, and I agree with it. Yeah, Rice, Henderson, and Phillips again. I hadn't really considered Calvin Phillips, but with what you're saying, yeah, he could be a nice little antidote for where maybe Rice lacks a little bit. 
not that Rice lacks too hard in his passing movement, but he is more of a defensive player, you know what I mean? So, uh, slightly more anyway. Um, but mine was what you were just saying, Palsy. I thought I, I would have gone with Henderson and Rice starting, and I would have said maybe Ward Prowse gets in there too, because I think he's been one of Southampton's, if not Southampton's, standout player, really. Like, Whenever you come up against, whenever you know you're playing against Southampton, he is one of their danger men, and I don't know if maybe that's just from set pieces or not. I don't know, but his set piece ability is phenomenal. Good passer, work rate, really high work rate. Um, I think he probably deserves a shout, being one of the better players in that Southampton team for sure. I think he um, wishes he was Scottish. I, I would agree. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. maybe. Yeah, he would definitely be walking into that Scotland team. Absolutely. But, um, There's something about James Ward-Prowse that screams like England B. So it screams like yeah. a three-nil win against Moldova at Goodison Park. I don't mm. think he is. I don't know. I don't. Uh, I don't. I think maybe on a world week week stage out, right? he might get a bit swallowed up, but it, because he seems like a Premier League player through and through, but one that ends up being a bit of a detriment. Do you know what then, I mean? Like, but then we're forgetting that the Phillips best Premier is, League is... players have a bit of continent, continentality yeah. to them, where they can sort of they can turn it on. There's a bit of flair. There's 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 maybe a bit more intent. Like War Prowse is such a such an English midfielder. Do you know what I mean? And, and it's maybe like has he got the has he got that like little ounce of quality and that little yeah, just a little I bit think of polish he does. To, to make him a Henderson type player? And but uh, I don't think he's a Henderson future, type maybe player. Maybe now is not the time. I think he's more of a number eight. He's more of a he's more of a Wijnaldum type player with an exceptional ability at set pieces. But I also think to counter that, we are we have to remember that Calvin Phillips has only played in the Premier League for one year, well less than a year, yeah. and he's. All right, he got called up to the England squad ahead of Ward Prowse, but I think in what Liam's saying, where we've got Rice, Henderson, a Spearman, a Phillips, I think that's where Southgate's thinking is at. I think yeah. that's where his head at. The thing, the thing we're gonna have to, we are gonna come across here is that there are gonna be good players that just aren't as good as the rest of the squad. Yeah. So James Ward Prowse, there's, I don't think it's, it's not to his detriment that he doesn't make the squad. He's just in a position where we have a glut of talent yeah. because I think we're going to get onto the number I guess we're going to get onto this kind of the 10 position now and the three that I've got are kind of unqu- like I-, I think there's probably a fourth one as well that would still be above James Ward-Prowse in terms of the priority in which you pick them so it's not to it's not to knock James Ward-Prowse's his kind of playing ability his set piece delivery is probably it's probably better than any of the rest of this squad yeah. but you don't have apart, place apart from maybe you don't Trent. have mm. Trent, yeah, I think maybe, maybe Trent. just needs so, it ahead of him, but, but his set, set pieces easy. You don't have him. these players. You just sub in for a free kick and then sub back off again, Agreed. like in Agreed. NFL. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, otherwise, yeah. that he would be the perfect player to have. Like yeah. this kind of place kicker that comes on, takes your free kicks, takes your corners, and then goes off again. Beckham's, but, Beckham's um, stats would have been considerably higher if that was the case. Um, yeah, he'd have played a lot less minutes, I suppose. Yeah. Wouldn't he? So are we set on? Yeah. Are we set on the Hendo Rice and number fourteen going to Calvin Phillips? I think Calvin Calvin Phillips makes more sense tactically than maybe Ward Prowse does. Yeah, I think he maybe offers a little bit more and a little bit something different than what Ward Prowse does. Cool. Personally, okay. So, yeah. Right, we're sat on that. So that's twelve, thirteen, fourteen. Jordan Henderson, Declan Rice, Calvin Phillips. So Liam, your three tens: fifteen, sixteen, and seventeen. Yeah. So my three tens are Mount Grealish and Foden. Um, it, I toyed. I toyed oh, with James Madison. God. But um, Oy, yeah, is, I yeah. went. I went Mount Greenish and Foden. Right. Um, Shall we? Start? Okay. There's some groans. Uh, why am I wrong? <laughs> right. Ma- well, James Madison. Uh, for me, 
it's it's that difficult it's that difficult thing so i think are we all in agreement i mean i'm saying this please tell me if you disagree are we all in agreement if jack grealish doesn't get picked for the england team then that then the world will explode jack grealish is almost one of the first names he's, on the team sheet, yeah, in my opinion i he think so unreal. as like, much as he's only and, just started yeah. playing for england i think we can all agree if jack grealish doesn't play for england at the euros then the world is going to explode as soon as that first yeah, whistle no grealish no party exactly so jack grealish is is our number one pick so we've got we've got two to debate 16 and 17 so you liam you picked mason mount Jack Grealish yep. and Phil Foden. Phil Foden, right. yeah. For me, for me, I I want to pick Foden and Madison. And I Okay. But taking into account Southgate's absolute love for Mason Mount, and don't get me wrong, I think Mason Mount's <laughs> a wonderful footballer. But I want to pick Foden and Madison, but I do think that he's gonna pick Mount. So in terms of what I want, and I think I'm going to go with what I want versus what I think Southgate yep. will do, I want yep. to go Foden and Madison. That's where I want to sit. And the only the reason being is because I think Leicester, when Madison plays, they look like a Champions League team. And Phil Foden, when he look at what he's done to Liverpool and look at what he do, he's done to Spurs this last you know over this past month, and he's got the rest of the season to improve. Um, I think Foden has to go, but I could understand. Is Foden, is Foden a little bit younger than Mount? I think he is, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, he is. I yeah, think Foden's the youngest one of the 19, lot. 20, now, if, yeah, if, Foden, 19, if Mount has a good rest of the season, which I think he will, but I also think if Foden has an exceptional rest of the season, I think he might, he might pluck at picking Foden and Madison. For me, Madison has to go ahead of Foden and Mount. Um, but that's for the reason that I think that when Madison plays for Leicester, they look like a Champions League team. He is pivotal to that squad. He's pivotal to that team playing well. That's why I want to go Madison, but I'm happy to hear whatever else. Do you know what I'm yeah. happy to hear? Well, today. I was sort of... I was similar to you there, uh, Palsy, where obviously Grealish, Grealish's first choice. Um, then I'd say Madison, and I, I would... <laughs> I'd probably say Foden, as much as it pains me to say that because he's a City player, I would probably say he's maybe just got a bit more about him than Mount. From what I've seen of Mount, and admittedly it's not much because I don't really keep up with Chelsea games, um, but any time we've played against Chelsea and Mount's played, or I've seen highlights, like, I haven't seen... I don't know. Maybe, maybe I don't know enough about him, and maybe I've just seen a bit more of Phil Foden. Um, but on the other side of that, I think Mount is a little bit older, and like you say, Seraph Gate. He's got his loyalties, does, hasn't he? Does like him. Yeah, he does like him. So I, I think, yeah, maybe realistically, Southgate goes with Mount. But I personally would go Foden. I think there is something to be said about maybe trusting a couple of young players as well. I think like if you've got Greenwood, Foden, Saka, um, well, I think we have we an did, opportunity we here. About, we didn't even talk about Bellingham or anything like that either. Which yeah, is, well, you know, he will no doubt. He will undoubtedly play for England. I just don't think this year he's going to go. To oh, hundred percent. Yeah, it would be it would be a nice surprise. Bellingham was my one of my outside shouts. To be honest, he was one of my like if 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 um, if Southgate's feeling a little bit spicy and wants to put in like a really young up and coming player to just test him, um, 
then Bellingham would have been my shout for that. But um, yeah, I do think I, I I agree with you what you said. Is Ma- uh, Madison is Madison left footed as well? Am I wrong in saying that? I, I got that right wrong. Footed. Is Madison left footed? Is he? So. Well, he's got a good left foot on him. I've seen I've seen some clips of him recently scoring some good using his left foot well. So maybe that's a so that's a, a, a so we're sort of two to one but... on Madison here. We're, we're, we're two for um, Madison I, and one against Madison. I think so, Madison yeah. gets in over... My coin, over. my coin flip was going to be between Foden and Madison, but um, purely because I don't have this, like, I, I'm, I'm not, I don't have this affection for Mason Mount. Um, I'm not a Chelsea fan, but the way that he has kind yeah. of progressed in terms of he's gone from this great season in Holland on loan, and then he went to Derby and just ripped up the championship. Then he turned up at Chelsea and was like was a revelation in that midfield under Lampard in his first season. Now he's under Tuchel. I I feel like the sky is kind of the limit with this guy. He's captained the side at least once already. I feel like in terms of who who Southgate's going to pick, I think it's going to be like, he does have this kind of love for Mason Mount that I personally don't have, but I can see why in terms of like tactically and why you'd want him in the team. The he doesn't thing jump about... out to me as a as a as a like a personality or something like that. You know, like how Grealish has got a bit of balls about him and he's got a bit of like, yes, I'm an I'm an asshole and I know I am, but whatever. Mount, yeah. Mount to me just doesn't seem to have that like spark. Although he's technically a very, very good player. Um and thinking about it now, I have seen him score some very good goals. He is skillful and can finish and good passer and that. And I think him just being a bit older maybe gets in ahead of Foden again. Oh, you've got me thinking now because I've yeah, sort, sort of gone Foden and thought. Mm, but the thing man, with Foden was always going to be that I was like, I just, the thing about Phil Foden is that he was this kind of mysterious player that Pep Guardiola would talk about in these like, oh, Foden could be the best thing in the world and yet never play him. We kind of felt like this like money laundering exercise where they were just <laughs> paying wages to an account be uncommon, called be Phil Foden. for City to uh, right? partake in money laundering exercise. So, th- and, uh, so then... To be dodgy with their coin, yeah. And then over the last like <clears throat> six months, he's had these explosive performances where I, I feel like he just can't be left out. And so that was where my kind of coin flip came between Madison and Foden. But I'm... I I love James Madison. I love watching James Madison. So if that's someone that you want to put in, then that's fine. But that, that's the thing. I think Foden has been playing a lot more recently. Um, but I think he's maybe been used in more bursts, whereas um, Mount has been sort of pretty solid in that Chelsea team, really. Yeah. So maybe again that that because I think a, a lot of From- a lot of what comes into a national team. Um, selection for managers is like game time and how much they've played and stuff like yeah. that do you know what i mean like so, it's 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 unlikely that they're going to take a player on just based on skill and merit alone so I, without the actual game time to back it up and mounts had a bit more so maybe it does just edge it i think we have an opportunity here where when we get to wingers and strikers or attacking players if we somehow come to a, a debate where we fit jack grealish in as a winger we can fit the one that we're trying to take out of the team back into the 10 role yeah however if you um let's just if you look at who's left though it's going to be very it's going to be very difficult to argue against those that are left to pick you are you are correct right it's decision time boys 16 and 17 we're going we've got madison foden and mount we've got to pick two liam pick you two uh mountain foden right okay (laughs) ben um Two, I would probably say Grealish. No, no, Madison. we've got Grealish. We need sixteen and seventeen. 
Oh, so I would say um, I'd say Madison and Mount probably actually. Interesting. I think I'm gonna say just to, as the casting vote, not that I want to be the casting vote. So please stop putting me last in these. Selection, selection by committee, so it's fine. Okay. <laughs> I think that if Leicester get top four, Madison has a good rest of the season, which I think he will, believe in him. I think yep. it goes Madison and Mount, and I think Foden is young enough that it doesn't matter and he plays at the World Cup, no problem. So I think okay. Madison... I'm not angry about that decision. I think that's fine. That's, that's, but say we're gonna we, we've come to the point where we've got positions where we've got just too much strength in depth. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Which doesn't happen very often. So, so we've got 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23. Now, do we start at 23 and work our way back to 18? 23 being the players that we know are gar- are going to be guaranteed to get called up. So let's start 23, 22, 21. Harry Kane. Yeah, yeah, that's an easy decision. There you go, put him down. Hurricane. Yeah, Hurricane. Um, yeah, uh, D- Jamie Vardy is almost he's, guaranteed. He's, nah, he's well. retired. He's retired. Is he retired? Yeah. Yeah. I toyed with that. Like as, as much as much as I still think he could play, I still think he could he do it. Yeah, could. I want him back. He one hundred percent could. Mate, he's been he's been killing it this year. Um, I think he's still got pace as well, which is something he that has. Kane doesn't really have. But then again, if you want a pacey forward, we have an abundance of pacey forwards too. So that's I can't maybe wait. It is, and, well, I mean, I can wait. Maybe it is. But I can't wait right, until yeah. I'm mid fifties and they make a film about Jamie Vardy. I can't wait. Coming from all the way down to like, what was it conference? Yeah, he's, won, he's played in every league. So coming from conference to winning the prem, yeah, it's with, crazy. with my grand. Yeah. Have you ever seen the the mocked up movie posters done for the Vardy <laughs> films by Bandit Nana? No, <laughs> mate, they are something else. I'm gonna set. I'm gonna send them to you after this call. <laughs> they are outstanding. Yeah, with my grandson from club going. Club rep in yeah. to playing for was it Fleetwood he played for? Played for, for Fleetwood. He, he, played for... he was the first non-league yeah. million pound player, and his, after his first season at Fleetwood, he got an offer from Ibiza Town to go be a club rep and play for Ibiza, and he was considering it. He didn't go. Then Leicester bought him for a million quid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, my grandson. What's a WKD? Uh, wouldn't you fucking <laughs> like to know, mate? <laughs> Um, right. All right. Well, Twenty-two. All right. So Harry Kane. Are we talking? Are we talking attacking players here? Are so we talking strikers. I think. Straight up strikers? I think we go. I think we go three. I think we go three wingers, and I think we go three. Well, we've got 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23. Harry Kane is an absolute. There's nothing stronger than concrete with him. He's going to Euros unless he gets injured. Let's just assume he isn't. So we've got, we've got 18, 19, 20, 21, 22 left. Right, so let's work our way backwards. After Harry Kane, who is the next sure pick? Because on the list of forwards that I wrote down, we've got Kane, Rashford, Sancho, Sterling, Calvert-Lewin, Ings, Tammy Abraham. Please tell me if That's I'm missing insane. anyone. That is that is insane. Um, Hudson Adoy. Hudson Adoy. He was in my outside. Outside. He was in my outside shouts list. Um, yeah. Yeah, he was in my outside. Okay. So you know, and so was Mason Greenwood. So was Patrick Bamford. So was that. Yeah, they were the only attacking players left. But I don't. Bamford's definitely not going to get called up. As much as I think it'd be a novelty and it, no, it, it'd be a I cool story. He he, he's had a good season for Leeds, but he's. It's not been. It's not been like oh my god, your England squad. I think if he. I think if he has a good season next season, maybe. But yeah. 
Yeah. Calvin Phillips has probably been a bit more standout. And I just think England's forwards, we have so many. I think the next surefire picks for that forward line are um, Rashford, Sterling, personally. I think they're the next two that that come straight in. And Sancho as well, Rashford, Sterling, Sancho. I think that leaves me, I think, one one spot left. Is that for me? So Well, for me, it's Rashford, Sterling, Sancho. And then for the final spot... Calvert Lewin, maybe. I'll say Calvert Lewin just to back I think up that's uh, sort Harry Kane. Of where my head's at. Yeah. Yeah. Liam. Yeah. So I've got, I've got Kane as a nailed-on choice. I've then got Calvert Lewin as the backup, the second-choice striker. Yeah. And then I've got Sterling, Rashford, Sancho uh, as yeah. my kind of three. I don't think interchangeable. Wingers. I don't think. I don't think there's any argument that that's probably what it's going to be. What we're what we're thinking it ah, but maybe it depends are they playing as because again like we were saying Saka Saka is kind of in with a shout of being a winger as well and so it depends what sort of system we play whether those wingers are going to be wingers or whether they're going to be right right or left midfielder type thing um, but Saka is is an option say Sterling gets injured you know Saka is potentially an option for for a winger there and. Um. Yeah. So. So we had um, we had Harry Kane, Calvert Lewin, Jaden Sancho, Raheem Sterling, Marcus Rashford. Yep. I yep. actually think we've got one. So there's a we've gap got one somewhere. spot left. You've got a spare. We've got one spot so I, left. I think I think it's because I have. So that's my twenty three, the full twenty three, and I think it's because I've got Ben Chilwell in there, which we left out. Okay. Okay. So now we get to the the outside shouts where we've got we've got one spare spot. And who do we want to give it to, I suppose? Because we've kind of got to the end and we're fairly in agreement with who we've picked in there. And there's no one... I don't think there's any kind of question marks over the squad that so we've picked. So do we... Like, I, I agree. Do we then shift Grealish into the spare spot and fit Foden in? Or do we fit Saka into an attacking role and I fit Chilwell in? Yeah, so I've, it... I've gone Chilwell, but... Yeah, I can. think I think you maybe squeeze um, squeeze Foden in there, maybe. Okay. I think I think he's more likely to do that. As much as I than... as much as I want to agree with the Chilwell thing, because I think that's what Southgate might do, and I think pragmatically, pragmatically, sort of projecting what Southgate might do and seeing the the lo- you know the the logical side of it, I think he might do Liam's choice, but. I think I want to choose the Foden choice as the cast. Go for Foden. Get him in there then, that's fine. So we're going to move Grealish up Foden to the is. spare attacker and we're going to fit Foden in. So that was a cool five yeah. minutes of wasted chat, wasn't it? But ultimately, <laughs> we've made it. So that, But that's what it's makes this decision. Out. It's complex, man. Like this England squad is, you know, again, something else that me and Powell's kind of talked about um, the other day was... was Part of England's problem in the and you know in the noughties and the early ten or more of the noughties really we had an absolute world beating team. We had Skulls, Gerrard, Lampard, Beckham, um, Rooney. You had Rio. You had John Terry. As much as he's a prick, you had John Terry, Ashley Cole, like all of these amazing, amazing footballers. But you could never get them to gel as a team. 
No, um, it was almost impossible. And there's yeah. there's been players that have come out and done interviews. It's, it's the reason that I, I don't really like Rhea Ferdinand at the moment, purely because he's come out since this whole England thing and said that, admitted that the whole, like, the clicks between United, Arsenal, Liverpool, Chelsea, yeah. they could never get on in the England camps because they were too concerned about taking points off each other in the Premier League. And yeah. I don't think that's how an England squad should be, really, because it's not... I don't think it's how other... Look at Spain. Yeah. They're basically two yeah. warring factions of Barcelona and Madrid and they won the fucking World Cup. Like, they can do it. Anyone can do it. And the Euros. Tr- consecutively. Yeah. Yeah. Same yeah. with exactly. Germany. World Cup and Euros. It's, it's, a, it's Germany, an outfit. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. an outfit. Um, right, so that leaves us with a 1-23 to of Jordan Pickford, Nick Pope, Dean Henderson, John Stones, Harry Maguire, Connor Cody, Michael Keane, Trent Alexander-Arnold, Luke Shaw, Rhys James, Biako Saka, Jordan Henderson, Declan Rice, Calvin Phillips... Phil Foden, James Madison, Mason Mount, Jack Grealish, Marcus Rashford, Raheem Sterling, Jaden Sancho, Dominic Calvert-Lewin, and Harry Kane. And we still won't win the Euros. We still won't Uh, win it. (laughs) (laughs) No, we won't. (coughs) But we we might. We might as well. Carrying on from what I was just saying a little bit, I think now that whole thing of the beef between teams, I do think that that is not not as much of an issue sure there's always going to be elements of that but I do think that this is a team proven at the last World Cup that can bond and play together as a team um, so I think that we've got a better chance than we have done in you know in previous years you know and especially when you consider the performance at the last World Cup granted we had a bit of an easy road to, to get to the semis but um, do, you, do you know what really hurts we can play me well. we can play really really well and I think that's a very, very strong team. Very it strong is very team. strong. And it hurts me to finally say that, like you said earlier, Liam, that we have... I called you Ian then. I don't know why I called you Ian. I don't know. I have no reason. Liam. I've had th- Le- Le- Ian. Le- Ian. I've had three beers and I can't speak. Um, that It's for the first time when you said, you know, we have strength and depth. We're notably leaving out, and I'll, I'll caveat very shortly on the players that we're leaving out. But... We're leaving out Harry Winks, good good footballer, not played too much for Spurs this year. Jude Bellingham, probably a bit too young. He will definitely play for England, 17. James Ward-Prowse had an unbelievable year for Southampton, playing well, scoring goals. We've left Ben Chilwell out. We've left Kyle Walker out. We've left Danny Ings out, who has really, really had a good year. Tammy Abraham, I don't think he's had such a good year, but... He's still scored a few goals. Hudson, Hudson well, is, that, is left out as well. We've got Matty Cash. He, technically, he yeah. can play for Poland, but what a good year he's had. Patrick Bamford scored goals. Jesse Lingard playing really well for West Jesse, Ham. Jesse was my Jesse was my like maybe outside shout. He like, was someone that I toyed with as well. Yeah. yeah, Jesse. Yeah. If if Jesse if Jesse has if he keeps up the form that he's playing for West Ham now. Not only does I think he gets back into it, like uh, becomes a very strong shout for United uh, again, but I think I think he maybe gets in. I think he maybe. Well, uh, I think is, is I think he hasn't even potentially over someone like maybe Foden. I think mm, maybe I'm not sure. I think he has an equal maybe. equal. Well, you think in Southgate picking yeah, it? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe uh, you know, and again, it depends on on Jesse. He season. does what, have England experience. But. He has England experience and he's got good England experience. He he scored goals for England. He scored. He played very well at the last World Cup, so he's got a good relationship with Southgate. 
Um, he has a good relationship with the players in there. He's a good character. He is a bit more experienced than Phil Foden. I think if he keeps up this form, he's played, what, four or five games for West Ham at the minute, maybe, maybe a couple more, and he's got, what, three goals, a couple, couple of assists already. He's, like, had an impact in every game he's played. If he keeps that up for the rest of the season and West Ham finish top ten or something like that, or, you know, just outside the top six or something, then... Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? You know, say put him in there over Foden. If Foden is maybe a little bit young, maybe I don't know as much as he's a good player. I don't. Jesse, I think is like really was my was my like maybe again it's as a United fan or whatever. But Jesse was my top outside pick of like I, could could get. I him. sentimentally enjoy it, but I think I reject it. Maybe that's a yeah. factor as well. Yeah, <laughs> um, <maybe>. uh, <laughs> I, think, I enjoy it, but I reject I think, it. <laughs> I think so. Move going back to the list of outside shouts and people that we've notably left out. Aaron Wambasaka, like we said, best one-on-one player, best one-on-one defender in the Premier League. Mason Greenwood, young, scoring goals. No, no doubt he's going to play for England. Luke Ayling was an interesting one. Very, I think he's a very good player. I think he's shown that he's a very good player four years too late and not been in the Premier League long enough. Aaron Cresswell, Aaron Cresswell, um, good player. Mm, he's played for England but he's had a good year with West Ham I don't think he is better than the players that will get picked ahead of him um, Callum Hudson-Odoi too young or not too young I just don't think he's played enough I don't think he, I don't think Hudson-Odoi is I think what Hudson-Odoi is 21, 22, 23-ish mm. uh, he's, he's not much younger than Rashford I don't think and Maybe he's one of those players that never quite does it. We'll see. You know I mean? We'll see. As much as he has flashes of very, I think, um, I think Calvert Lewin is probably edging him at the minute. Personally, like I think he's. I think I in think terms of Hudson Odoi is more. Winger, he is a really, winger, but I don't think you. I don't think you're moving Raheem Sterling or Jaden Sancho anytime soon. Um, Esri Consa. Esri Consa's had a good year for Villa. This one really hurts me because I have some sort of attachment to him, and I don't know why. I've put him in my fantasy team and he's scoring me points left, right and centre. And I, for some reason, I feel like he's never going to play for England as much as he's so good that he should. It's Harvey Barnes. Yeah, that's a really interesting choice purely because, again, I think we're we're reaching the, we're reaching the point where there's just too many players of a higher calibre in front of him that he can't get the like won't get the game time in a national shirt that he mm. should warrant if he was you know kind of playing for any other country or in any other era I feel like if Rashford was an be... inside striker Harvey Barnes would have some room to take up but that's not yeah. the case because they play with Leicester play with both Barnes and Madison so there's like there's there's room for both of those which should mean that Barnes isn't exactly in the same position as, as Madison mm. Grealish Mount Foden um I just don't think there's enough room in this 23-man squad for, and for we, at the moment. We are forgetting that Deli Ali is an exceptional, oh exceptionally God. talented footballer with England experience, and yeah. he's just having a he's just having a. I just think Mourinho's Mourinho, Mourinho's doing a number on him at the minute. I think Mourinho's doing a Mourinho on him, and this is part of the reason why Mourinho's like. I think what kills him at clubs is he. It's almost like he does it. It's almost like he purposely does it. Like looks he picks for a fight, their best player. Yeah, yeah, he picks a fight with like the best players. He does it all the time, and he has done that with Deli Ali. Deli Ali's been the guy in the crosshairs, and it is such a shame because Deli Ali, Deli Ali, I see doing a, a bit of a Lingard in a way of just like 
amazing player, like so, so much potential, but he'll get to, how old is he now, Adele? 25, 26, maybe? Maybe 24, maybe. Okay, so he's a bit younger, but the way it's going, you can see him going down a Jesse route, but before you, you blink and he's 28 and you're going, oh, that's a shame. Yeah, I think... Do you know I what I mean? I it's, it's one of them, but only because Mourinho's been a dick. Yeah, some of his prime years will be wasted under Mourinho yeah, man, just, because he does this every time he turns up at a club. He did it to Luke Shaw for a while, kind of bullied him. Did it to Pogba? He, yeah, he sent it to Pogba a little bit. There uh, was at a Madrid, thing with, he did it with. Um, didn't he fall out with Ramos? Oh, I mean, it's not that he can drop Ramos, but I know him and Ramos didn't get on. It was Casillas. Casillas was Casillas the major one at Madrid. He dropped him for Diego Lopez, I think it was, and so he right. ended up. That's why he ended and up going to Lopez Porto. Wasn't Lopez absolute him. shite, and then they got Navas. They put Navas. It was just, a, it was just a nobody. Diego yeah, Lopez was just a yeah. no. It was just a, a like a half decent, safe pair of hands. But then you, why you weren't picking him ahead of Ika Casillas doesn't make much sense. It was purely yeah. just him p- picking a fight with a leader of the team to show who's more manly. Mm, kind of balls yeah. out of the bath. Yeah. I'm in charge now. I'm the captain now. Yeah, I mean, that's our England squad and we're going to post it on our socials and when the England squad gets announced we're going to match up to how close we got or how wrong we were and you know what? (laughs) If we get it right, if we get it right player for player then we'll do something for it and I don't know what that is but we'll decide when it when it happens <laughs> I think we'll be spot on apart from Jesse Lingard is going to come on and score a hat-trick against Germany in the semi-finals and everyone's going to go again I love man. the sentimentality <laughs> but I ultimately reject it I'm joking <laughs> no I don't I don't think you will I think I think Jesse is a shout to get in the squad um, and I think yeah, I don't know. I think we've got that pretty. I think we've got that pretty spot on. Apart from maybe Jesse Deli Ali. Deli Ali, I think, is maybe one that we have maybe slept. I don't think he's bit. played enough at all that he's even in contention. Yeah, that I is think a that's point, the be all and yeah. end all. Um, that kind of wraps us up for this this episode. Anyway, we've got plenty more of these kind of what if questions and stuff in the bag that we will get to somewhere down the line. Um, next week we actually do have an interview, so <laughs> we've we've got one in the bag for that. So we'll do that. Uh, ben, thanks for joining us again. This was fucking and it won't, for it me, won't be the last Appreciate time. It. Yeah. It Pals, a pleasure as always, man. Yeah. I hope not. Yeah, no, that was good good time. I love I love the speculation. It's good. That's the beauty of football. No one's really ever right or wrong. I That's guess. why <laughs> I think we'll do this podcast for years, even if we have less than 100 listeners, which we won't. We will be in the tens of thousands by next year because well it's growing at a, at a, at a solid rate and um, yeah. you know i'm sure everyone that's listened to it so far is um is loving it and i definitely even when i you know you know the, the crossover of football and, and and music is it it's it, it it exists and i think that this serves that in a very in a in a, in a very good way so yeah that's um, why we are here definitely definitely onto something good yeah and i'm stoked i'm stoked to see where it goes and i'm stoked to for future episodes too I'll always okay. throw in my unwanted opinion <laughs> when it is sort of wanted. <laughs> Mate, Who always wanted, always so. welcome. Yeah. <laughs> Again, the beauty of football. We've all got an opinion, but we don't all have to listen to each other. They're just... It's just, just chat. <laughs> it's just football. It's just kicking a fucking bag of leather into a net. <laughs> it's just chat. Right. Yep. Well, on that note, we I guess we'll sign off. And cool. Yeah, we'll catch... Well, we, we'll be back next week with another episode. See you. Bye. See you.